I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Hey, welcome everybody. It's Craft Beer Cast. You ever have one of those days where you're super excited that the parents aren't home and you can do whatever you want? Guess what? Josh isn't here, so we can start the show however we want. Uh, but I think we'll just do it the, the normal way. It can way. be incredibly janky. It can be... Yeah. I mean, look, you know, cat's away. The mice are going to drink all the good beer, maybe. That's the plan. Not the hen house? Yep. Yep. First time Josh has ever missed, so pour a little out for Josh right now. He's... Uh, He's hating life. I've got a, I've got a longer uh, attendance streak than Josh. You currently at this point. have the longest uh, longer streak than Josh. Yeah, nice loser. Yeah, well, chomp. It is what it is. Uh, he'll be back soon, or not. Maybe we'll just keep him in the dungeon. I mean, what? Hey, but uh, this is Jeff. Uh, Wells is here. Yeah, Wells is here, and uh, Chris too. What up? Uh, so hey, how's uh, everything going in the beer world? Uh, Wells, you were. Up at Old Hickory today, some fun stuff going on there. I hear. Yeah, it was the uh, Appalachian Walker release. So uh, I guess. So uh, Appalachian Walker for the uninitiated, unwashed masses is what? It is an English style barley wine. It's the Irish Walker base that has been aged in brandy barrels. Mm. Now mm. Irish Walker has won a number a, of, a number of medals, uh, GABF and, and uh, World, Beer Cup. World Beer Cup. So so definitely. Um, definitely a beer that I think a lot of people sleep on. I see it on shelves. It's one of those that's actually kind of fun because you can go and get vintages of it. Uh, and you can usually even tell by the labels, uh, which is both sad and totally awesome. Uh, you can go and get a, get a nice aged English barley wine. And um, I remember, I, I want to say we had a crowler of it uh, on a previous show. And man, that, that just drinks so well. It's such a good beer. Such a good beer. Anything else going on? Usual stuff. Usual stuff. I know uh, Josh and I ran out to uh, Divine Barrel again on Friday. Uh, once again, tried in vain to get uh, large quantities of Zest Intentions. Um, got two crowlers, so I mean, it's not like I walked away empty-handed. But you know, next year, I'm hoping. Hopeful. Almost went there. Almost went there last weekend, but I, I saw something on uh, like Twitter or something. There was like a big crowd there, so I was like, nah. Some kind of event. They had like a mm, album sure. party or something, like huh. vinyl records, something like that. You should have gone. It was too late in the day. Uh, if it was in the, if I would have got there when it opened, yeah. By the time I get there, there'd be scraps left over, right? Have you met Chris? <sighs> he no likey the crowds. That's what I did. I mean, I got there maybe twelve fifteen on Saturday afternoon, and there were already like twenty people there picking through. I got some good stuff, like it. Uh-huh. It's, it's all good stuff to me because I'm just getting really started. But nice, that was pretty tasty. Yeah. Almost, I went up going to Wooden Robot instead. Had a, like a, a tangerine saison they had there. It was pretty good. I liked it. So it was all right. Well, yeah, you can't go wrong with that place either. But yeah, it's now the the second time I've gone to Divine Barrel and just really enjoyed it. Of course, I mean when you've got uh, Divine Barrel in one hand, uh, we had their uh, Imperial Pilsner, which was quite, a ni- quite nice. The uh, and yeah, had that in one hand and a Brooks Burger in my other hand. I mean, like, mm. yeah, bro, it was good. Nice. Now, I will say uh, he has raised his prices. I did not know that. I mean, not like it's a ton of money. But so it, like, Brooks or what? Uh, Brooks, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, uh, it's like $4 for a burger now, mm. four twenty-five something like that. Oh, my that. God. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it's not even bad. Go to Shake Shack instead. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Good call. I hear there's still a line. Yeah. Like, like the opening day I, line I, is still I, there. Yeah, I heard they, they yeah, it's, it's like a constant list. Perpetual. I have time. to, actually, I have to assume that there's no more line because Ryan has quit tweeting about it. So oh. I mean, that was the only way that I knew that there was a line is he would just literally not shut up about it. So and we had that going on. Um, 
Yeah, I mean that was my big uh, big beer venture. You did anything, yes. Chris? Uh, you know, it's been on the road a lot still. So uh, um, I know we have a we have an article coming up here about Deep Elm. I actually uh, even before I saw the article, I had a Deep Elm beer when I was in Dallas. All right, so we let's hop not, into yeah. Deep Elm. Yeah. What do you know about Deep Elm? I know nothing about Deep Elm other than I've heard of them before. I was in Dallas and uh, there were two IPAs on tap. Uh, there was a Deep Elm IPA and some other brewery I've never heard of IPA. I asked the bartender which one, and uh, he said Deep Elm, and two people at the bar said Deep Elm, and the waitress said Deep Elm. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll get a Deep Elm IPA. Is that like a Doyle Rules or something? Yeah, like that? exactly. It's like <laughs> I guess it's a Texas thing. Maybe they just like oh, they're fiercely loyalty to Deep Elm or something. I don't know, but um, pretty good. It was all right. Yeah. Well, that's good. So Deep Elm, um, they. Like a lot of breweries seem to be one of those that is trying to be more than they currently are and uh, had been looking for some funding, right? Um, and and I, it, we, we've got this article that's talking about how they're, they're actually doing a deal now with um, Fire, um, Fireman's Capital. Fireman's or something Capital, like which yeah. is kind of like the parent company of Oscar Blues. But uh, their other one had kind of like fizzled out, I guess, yeah? Or wasn't enough money? I think it was it like didn't work out as they expected. So I think they went through with it, but then it didn't work out. So I don't know if they did. You yeah, they were supposed to give like a fifty six percent stake in addition yeah. for eight million dollars, and so instead they, I mean, instead of getting the eight million, they only got one. Million. So they only purchased twenty four point five percent. It's kind of like a, did you watch that show, uh, uh, Silicon Valley. You watch yes. Silicon Valley. Yes. So it's basically like they just gave us ten million dollars, but we can't spend our ten million dollars. I'm like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We'll give it to you eventually in, yeah. in small increments. You know, it's like, you know, you're not going to spend it all at one time. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it was kind of like that. They gave him, instead of 56%, they gave him 24.5%. Yeah. So, you know, the deal is 56% stake in the company and you get $8 million for it. So I'm but assuming they had to pay SCP. that back to them and say, hey, well, you know what? Uh, we're going to give it somebody else. Here's your money back. Well, yeah. and yeah, whether they did or not, I mean, you know, Still had plenty left over, and so you know now that they've sold. Uh, uh, I keep wanting to say firehouse subs, but I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fireman's Capital sounds like an insurance company, to tell you the truth. I don't know if it's. Yeah, but uh, at what point does uh, Fireman's Capital become big enough to where the beer nerds start saying, "Oh, they're too big. I'm not going to like." I you know deal with them. So from my standpoint, I my my litmus test for this is how they behave in the market. They have yet that I have seen anyways. They, they have yet to do anything on the evil side of the spectrum. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody, myself, say, ah, fuck Arsenal Blues. Like, yeah. I, mean, I just haven't heard it myself. I mean, the worst thing I've heard about them is it seems like there's a lot of Oscar Blues out. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I mean, like, this is a problem. You know, uh, it's not, really. Uh, we're getting Cigar City in more places than it ever has been, which, you know, is good or bad, depending on where you land on the spectrum. Oh, the Hunapu baby. No, no, they're, they're <laughs> just they're just sending their flags. So, so no Hunapu? They're, they're not na like national distribution of Hunapu yet. What the hell? Yeah, well, uh, this is well, all it, this is all wasted money. Then screw them. Well, you know, I'm sure that'll still be brewery only on one day. Uh, we could ask Mark. Mark's apparently, allegedly, allegedly going to be here in a couple. Ooh, of interesting. What? Yeah, yeah, we might be getting some of the old gang back together. And, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I nice. will too. I mean, you know. He tried to leave once and couldn't, so I don't know. May not make it back in time. We'll see. So, anyway, so they're part of the uh, part of the big Dale's Pale Ale family now, right? So, who else in that? Cigar City, Oscar Blues. There's another one. Uh, uh, um, it's in Michigan. Um, Perrin. Okay, there you go. Oh yeah, of course. There you go. 
Well, good for them. I mean, they got their money. They got what they wanted. They got their money. And uh, now they can expand. And uh, I just saw it. Yeah, I just saw it. Yeah, it was there. But uh, anyway, they got their money. Um, good for them. So they have, a, they have a fiercely loyal following in Dallas. Anyway, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think I said that. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, they're getting paid. Uh, it talks in the article about how they had wanted to grow, but only getting the million dollars, as awful as that sounds, right? Well, they only got a million dollars. your way through an expansion. I mean, you're doing it piecemeal. Yeah, and you needed X dollars, and they give you part of your X dollars. That kinda, that's not the way it works, right? Yeah. It's like, like, I need a mortgage on a house. The, the, the seller wants their full sum. You're only going to be part of it, and then two years later, give you more part of this. It just, uh, the transactions don't work that way. Yeah. I don't blame them. Good for them. They, they've latched on to somebody who has a pretty good industry reputation, and hopefully they get their expansion done. Good. Yeah. Meanwhile, speaking of uh, industry reputations, uh, Goose Island was in the news. Oh, really? Goose Island in the news yeah. again. again. So, so you'll remember, I mean, I should have gone back and looked to see what episode we talked about this, but uh, with their 2015 Bourbon County Stout release, they had some issues with uh, infection. Yep. The big I word. I will say. I'm sorry. Yep. I, sh- I should rephrase that. Off flavors. Yeah, there were certain conditions that may may result in off flavors. I love this article. This is great. We can't very well say, you know, unintended beer. Yeah, yeah, all right, whatever. Uh, So at any rate, um, there were uh, there was a a kind of a buyback program. They would give you two rounds, two rounds of buybacks, refunds, if you will. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, right. Because they didn't actually want the beer back. And in fact, I don't know that they even asked for proof. Uh, You had to have some kind of proof. Um, But according to the article, they actually bought back more bottles than were actually even produced, which is kind of funny, and that's kind of you know, good on them for not calling people out and going, you know what, that was a 2016 bottle, uh, but I'm still going to give your money back. Just yeah, take your money. Hey, look, it says a couple things, and they're doing that to try and get ahead of it and try to keep bad publicity out of the world. Yep. Meanwhile, you got a couple dudes who decided <laughs> that this was not good enough for them. Uh, they felt that they missed the window, and it wasn't you know, fair or to it them. wasn't advertised enough and two windows wasn't enough. So uh, what's funny, if you could flip it. So here we go. Yeah, one guy, he bought he, he bought 40 bottles. 40 bottles. And spent $600. $600. So number one, what the fuck is wrong with you buying 40 bottles of this? Like, I, I mean... I love beer. Hell, I bought a case of beer today. Uh, and then it's gone. Yeah. Like, it's already gone. Yeah, forty bottles, so, but these six hundred dollars. The other guy bought fifteen bottles, but they were not local. If if memory serves in the article, they were so, they were not local. I think they're from like Massachusetts or something. This is a, this is a trader bra, guarantee it. Oh hell yeah, guarantee this trader bra, and he had already traded some of this for things. But, but, but my investment. Yeah, and I'd already traded some of this for things, and now I can't trade it for things, and now I'm pissed off at you. So these two guys hire a lawyer. They go to hire a lawyer to go for money. From uh, they went for class action lawsuit against Goose Island, AB and Bev, uh, and AB and Bev came back. So remember, this guy spent six hundred dollars. Another guy bought fifteen bottles, which is probably one hundred and fifty bucks. Six hundred dollars. They came back and told the dude who spent six hundred dollars, "We'll give you five thousand dollars." And the other dude who bought fifteen bottles, "We'll give you three thousand dollars." And the attorneys and the clients basically tore up the check and sent it back to them and said, fuck you. And they went to court. And because the court said, fuck you, you're an idiot. Yeah. Goose Island wins. And I'm like, I don't care if you hate big beer, 
hate big corporations, hate business practices. I'm glad that the judge said, fuck you to these guys. You turned down $8,000. You were you owed nothing but refunds on what you purchased. That's right. And, you and turned down eight thousand dollars. Even much more than that, and that still wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. I am glad these dudes ate it. I'm glad yeah. these dudes ate it. Well, and, and you know, it's the kind of the American way sometimes to say, "Oh, well, you know, I'm still not happy. I'm going to go class action because then I'm really going to stick it to the brewery because they're the ones that have the money." And you know, now we're all going to sign up on this you know website. And we're all going to say we got something, and then we're all going to check for eight dollars. Uh, anytime I if, if I go back to Total Wine and I try to return something, so what's his return on this? Almost uh, almost ten x return. If I go back and I like want to return something to Total Wine that I bought for th- four dollars, and they want to say here's forty dollars, sorry for the inconvenience. I'm not going to be like, dude, no, no, brah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm thanks, doing. dude. Holy shit, that's awesome. Bucks, I want three hundred. Forty bucks, that's awesome, dude. You're just going to take back this bottle that had a chip in it. Fantastic. Yeah. I'll take forty bucks for that. What's wrong with this guy, man? Clearly, you've got people who are can't. I don't know. I, Wouldn't you make me sympathize with Budweiser? Yes. Yeah. Come on, man. Like you can, you can, cool. you can do better than this. Probably his trader reputation got damaged, so his ratings went down, and he was all pissed off about it. Oh well. Which you know, I mean, it's so number one, fellow. right? <laughs> his reputation is getting hit over a beer that he didn't produce. And is selling at a profit. The person who should really be pissed off is this dude who only bought fifteen bottles and he he, he lost three thousand yeah. bucks. He should be really angry. Yeah, I, can you imagine like being at the bar talking about that? Me and you are, in, you know, you're like, oh, dude, I'll take the three thousand. No, dude, we're totally suing for more. We're gonna go class action. We're both gonna get paid. Talked him into it. Oh yeah. Now he's kicking himself. Oh god, terrible. Yeah. Bye. See it. Yeah, when, yeah. When you make me sympathize for Budweiser, when you are more greedy than big beer. Ugh. And look, you know, again, to Wells point, the fact that we're sympathizing or, or taking the side of AB in this whole thing just goes to show what just a douche lord this guy is. I mean, <laughs> come on, man, be better, right? Be, be better. better. We can do better than this. Well, speaking of big beer. Oh yes. Trolls brewing. <laughs> Dad not, joke. We're not, or, or not, brewing. we're not brewing. Hey, so, in one corner, Miller Coors. <coughs> in the other corner, PBR. Pabst, well, actually, Pabst well, Brewing, Pabst who doesn't actually brew anything. Right. Pabst Brewing doesn't actually brew anything, right? So if you guys didn't know, Pabst Brewing, Pabst Blue Ribbon is brewed by Miller Coors under yep. contract, yep. right? Yep. Which has got to be great. Like, you really don't have anything. I own the brand. You know, yeah, I, I own a brand. You're making my beer my way. I get to give you hell about it. And I just get to collect a check. That's so, pretty great. So they're contract brewing until when? The contract. When is the contract up? 2020. Apparently, it's a really old contract that's been out there for a long time. And there's two options to renew it. And Miller is kind of dragging their feet. They're not really terribly interested in it Uh-oh. right now. And, um, you know, if Miller Coors doesn't renew this because they'd rather focus on their own beer, that's that's going to be kind of a big deal. I mean, what will the hipsters drink? Is that how contracts work? Does I, 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 I have the right to not renew the contract when the contract expires? Isn't I'm, that how that normally works? I mean, I'm pretty sure if you don't get out of a contract while you're in it, you can get out of it when it's over. Yeah, you can just like don't do anything and the contract the expires, contract right? Ends, it expires and that's it. We're done. We've yeah. updated our terms, you know. <laughs> you forgot to check this box. We sent you 83 emails oh about how we're going to send you emails. Yeah, so so they're uh, basically a year and a half from now, they're going to expire, and Paps is filing lawsuit against Miller Coors for not renewing a contract. That's weird. It's really weird. What's the, what's behind all this? I mean, you know, again, if if Miller 
backs out and doesn't renew, then in theory, Pabst has to go find somebody else to make their beer. Well, if Pabst Brewing actually brewed beer, they wouldn't be in this problem. Yeah, but there are... To come up with... To find a brewing partner that can contract brew at that level. At that scale, you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are only a couple no. players that can do it. You know what? Uh, again, whether you want to side with Big Beer or not, but you know Miller is the one in power here and can make a lot more money on this if they choose to do so. Maybe that's what they're doing. They're playing their cards, saying, you know what? Maybe we don't want to do this anymore. Who else are you going to have do that for you? Nobody? Well, guess what? The price went up. That's yeah. an awful nice uh, brewery you got over there. It'd be a shame if something were to uh, do it. It's a real nice contract you got there where you don't have to lift a finger. We do all the work. and. Uh, but still, Miller is compensated for their absolutely. volume. I mean, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They're taking a cut on it. But, I mean, you know, it's a business decision. And at some point, I mean, you can't hold your, your beer to be so precious that – you know, you get into this agreement and then be shocked. If the beer's not selling, the beer's not selling. Well, here's an interesting, maybe I'm definitely going way too far out mm-hmm. on the deep end on this one. Always possible. But, so there's typically the actual brewer of the beer. That's who would pay the taxes. That's who would, you know, report the barrelage under their name. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Way, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all built into the cost, right? That's all built into the cost somewhere. That's... Yeah, yeah. so... Built into the car, yeah. you would assume that would be a pretty significant, uh, a pretty significant chunk of, of business. So suddenly, you know, this contract ends in 2020, and you know all this production goes off Miller Coors books. I mean, that could cause a, a slight little stock market tumble if suddenly Miller Coors is down double digits mm-hmm. from the year before, and it's well, it's because yeah. we no huh? longer brew for Pabst, and then it's you know you're seeing the emperor without his clothes on. Yeah. So this could be this could be problematic. Oh, it's absolutely a problematic for Paps, but I don't see how Miller is doing anything wrong. They're like, hey, our contract's through twenty twenty. I may or may not renew it, but we don't know what the legal terms of the contract were. They supposed to renew by twenty seventeen, or have decisions, or have opt outs by then. We don't know what the full story is on that from the legal perspective. Anyway, we'll see. It's, I don't know. It's like Johnny Boy across the street from Jeff cuts his grass every week, and then Johnny Boy decides he doesn't want to cut. Jeff's grass anymore. Jeff can't do shit to Johnny Boy. Nothing. Yeah. Zero. Nothing. Find somebody else to cut your damn grass. Exactly. Done. Which will be, <clears throat> and that'll be the big interesting thing. Like, so let's just play the game. If Miller does opt out because it's not selling enough, and Pabst says, "All right, you know, we are trying to bluff it a little bit. Clearly, our our volume isn't as high as it used to be. Who is willing to take us on? And maybe they go and they hook up with somebody who's willing to take them on." I don't know who's got a facility that cans enough. that would be wanting to get into that business, but if only there was a Miller Coors facility in Eden, North Carolina, that's that's going to be shutting down exactly. And then maybe you can run your own production brewery. Who knows? Blah. Blah. Who, who wants to do that? Right. This, <laughs> this is the the thing that I don't understand. So Miller Coors is facing declining volume in the U.S. Has said it may not have the capacity to continue that relationship. It seems kind of counterintuitive to me because if you're brewing if less of your own beer, it would assume that you would have more capacity. Well, they're also closing down plants, like you just mentioned, okay. so okay. that could be part of the thing really, here. And really, it may not be, it, yeah. you know, we may be thinking of it in terms of like on or off. They either have the capacity or they don't, but it may just be, it's not so much that they are unable, it's more that they are unwilling. 
they don't want to push something else off in terms to bring this on. And I think that's a, that's a fair thing that a business has to do, you know, even though it's evil beer. You know, if you're if you're looking at all things equal and you're looking at what sells versus what doesn't, what do your customers want? If if no, you know, if if the hipster demand for PBR has dwindled, and I can't tell you the last time I saw somebody drinking a PBR. I used to be able to go to uh, Bad Daddy's and there was always somebody drinking a PBR there. It's just been a couple of days for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't hang out in the same places I used to, so yeah. there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see people drinking them every now and then, especially outdoor events. Outdoor events, concerts, festivals, people are usually drinking a PBR somewhere. I mean, there is something to that. You know, give me a tall boy and a couple mm-hmm. of hours and, or an hour if I'm thirsty enough. Yeah. <laughs> if you're thirsty enough. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Got to nurse that PBR, man. <sighs> What's a hangover? Yeah. And, and, you know, and again, so I, I think it's, you know, if you're a production facility, it's well within your rights to say what you want to carry and what you don't want to carry. It's the problem we have with... The distributorships, you know, that we go on and on and on about here in North Carolina. You have all of these breweries that are all being forced into this distributor. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say forced. You know, they choose or based on their production, they're forced in. And then the distributor gets to decide, well, who gets pushed? And they may do it based off of sales or they may do it based off of which one they make the most money on. And, you know, that's that kind of sucks. Not, not a big fan of that. But, you know, it's the capitalist market right i mean what are you gonna do it's kind of like Publix, chris Publix is awesome dude Publix yeah, rocks you're Publix. cuban sandwiches fried chicken you're, you're cakes. Uh, as, as a Publix apologist i'll let you talk to, to this apologist. particular apologist my ass i don't apologize for anything Publix does man that place is great so so they're allowing all right so they're allowing big beer to push small breweries off of the shelves what say you now uh, I say this sounds like a really good article, good teaser article. Um, I don't go to Publix for to buy beer, to be honest. <laughs> There's also I mean, I really don't. I really that's not my first go to destination when I want to buy beer is go to Publix. Um, as far as grocery stores go, they have a very small beer aisle. I mean, it takes up like half of an aisle on it's one side. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, like most grocery stores that are trying to do beer will have like both sides of one aisle or both sides of half of one aisle. I mean, it's like a little tiny beer thing um also with grocery stores uh i think the distributors control the shelf space more than the grocer controls the shelf space so i think distributors involved in this at some level it's not just Publix, um but it is a it is a you know an ongoing trend we see in the craft beer world about big beer big distributors pushing craft beer down right whether it's Publix's fault distributors fault it's an ongoing trend. It's, it's a trend, and everybody says they're not doing anything illegal. Well, that's kind of illegal if you're pushing people out. You're pushing out, uh, what do they list here? Swamphead from Gainesville, Florida. Coppertail uh, is, is still in uh, uh, Bradenton's Motor Works, and they're being replaced by things like Golden Road from Los Angeles, who still says they're not owned by AB Bed, but they really are. <laughs> um, and they're showing up in Charlotte now. They're showing up. I mean, th- this was the, the goal all along to get them national, right? Yeah. Um, so well, and, and meanwhile, it, like to your point, it even says that Publix has shrank its craft beer section in half. So to eight feet of I mean, a sixteen foot long. Well, so, I mean. but if you got a sixteen foot display and half of it is now domestic beers, which I hate yeah. that term too, but macro beer. Yeah, well, you have to think about the the volume of Bud Light suitcases that roll out of there is vastly yeah. greater than any well, six pack of craft. And, beer and again, I mean, you're beer. you're in Florida. Most likely, you're within a stone's throw of a beach more often than not. Yep. So, 
it's a heck of a lot easier, cheaper, and everything else to grab, a, like you said, a suitcase of Bud Light than it is anything else. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not I'm not like blaming all this on Publix because it's distributors, it's it's all kinds of things. See, and, I told you, and, I was an apologist. Well, I don't go to I don't go to Publix for beer anyway. I I can't tell you if I've ever bought beer at Publix since they've opened in North Carolina. To tell you the truth, it's just why? Why would you do that? They're not known for a good beer aisle. Hmm? This is They're known good. for fried chicken and birthday cakes. Those chicken fingers are Cuban, pretty damn good. Cuban sandwiches, desserts. a real butcher shop. I mean, they're known for other things. I will say, I, I had, uh, since the, the one down the road from us just opened up, I did have their Cuban. Wasn't that impressed? You know, mine's, they, mine's better. Well, yeah, homemade's <laughs> always better. But uh, they've homemade, also dropped... You're getting it, like, they're literally making it right in front of you. They did almost nothing different than what I did. Because uh, well, I used most of their stuff last well, the, time I made it. The pork's going to be different, right? But I used their pork. Oh, you did? It's the mo- yeah, I mean, like, last time I made yeah. it for you guys, I, I all the stuff that I used yeah. was stuff I got from Publix. Yeah. I just assembled them. Yeah, I, I can't did. tell you. Oh, I don't know why. Ruin the illusion. Yeah. And that's how the sausage is made. Yeah, I can't tell you. can't tell you why. Um, I do know that they don't do boar's heads uh, Cubans anymore. It's only Publix brand Cubans, yeah, which is and, weird. And it's, yeah, and it's like uh, they, they've got a new name for it. It's not a Publix... Or it's not a, it's not boar's head cube, but it's like boar head, boar's head, zesty something, yeah. zesty pork something, and it's like it's different. Eh. No thanks. Yeah, but I got the guy to make me like their regular traditional Cuban because I, I needed to see. Yeah, there you go. Just like, yeah, it's like I mean, it was don't get me wrong, it was good. We're uh, we're big fans of the uh, good in a pinch. The, the chicken cordon bleu is pretty good. Yeah. I do like that one. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm, I'm done with that. What? Wow. I didn't know we were sponsored by public. Well, we're not, but Chris has been apologizing. But feel free to send us a check if yes, you want to. Yeah, or just we can we can be sponsored by public. I was like, just some sandwiches to be. If right. anybody from Publix is listening, we, <laughs> we can be sponsored. Well, with, with a with an eight foot long crab beer section, yeah. I kind of doubt well, it. Hey, I mean, you know, it, there's a Publix opening right by Josh's house, our normal recording studio. I can stop by and pick up some free subs for the show every other Monday. Just saying, like it wouldn't be, they wouldn't go unwanted. Yeah, it wouldn't go unwanted. You'd have to wait an hour, but that's all good. No, order ahead, dude. Online ordering, bro, come on. That's true. You go stand in line at Publix for a sandwich? Damn, dude. Yeah, I I never think ahead that far. Uh, You know me in lines. If you want to know how to avoid a line, contact me. Chris is your guy. He knows how to avoid all the lines. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, All right, uh, ready for a break? Anything else? All right, cool. Take a break. We'll be back at 30. Yeah. And we're back. And we're back. And we're, and we're back. back. Josh isn't here to say we're back. It's so, it's so much fun. <laughs> it has entered into chaos. Feels kind of naughty, but like in a good way. Wait. I have no idea. <laughs> That's right. You well, whatever the case is, I'm going to take mm-hmm. point on... Uh, oh, hey, thanks. Yeah, nice. How, hey, where, how's Buy No Buy work? Buy No Buy, how does that work? Hey, we're, it's the time the show where we do Buy No Buy. Yeah, so we've been drinking beer throughout the show. Uh, this is our time to tell you what we think about it. We're going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, a buy or a no buy. All right. Sweet. First beer up for tonight, uh, a new entrant from Old Mecklenburg. Oh. We haven't had a, a new beer on the show from them in a while. They, they I don't want to say they don't make new beer. They, they don't, um, 
they don't really get super excited about a new beer that often. They are super excited about this beer, um, and it is called. Uh, if Germany wins the World Cup, they'll brew a new beer. Really? No, I'm kidding. They're, I was gonna say, well, no, they lost. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, but uh, one thing that you know, so they they've had Captain Jack's Pilsner pretty much since day one. Uh, they really haven't had a consistent lager. Well, now they do. What do you mean? They're all lagers. Well, uh, all, right, all right, all right, don't 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 go there. <laughs> don't go there. Lager Just okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. They don't have a Vienna lager. How about that? There you go. Okay. Uh, at any rate, they've got they've come out with one. It's called Munzler's Vienna Lager. Uh, there AKA was a, Munzler's Revenge. Yeah, we, we like. We got to rebrand this one. I know. I, like, I don't even understand why or how it happened. But Chris and I both like. Whenever I see it, I think it's Munzler's Revenge. It, it, doesn't it fit? Does it, it totally it does. Awesome. Munzler's Revenge. Munzler's Revenge sounds fantastic. Your last name is Munzler. You've got to want revenge. On you, <laughs> there is somebody somewhere you are going to get some revenge on. It is going to happen. Uh, this is their Vienna Lager uh, it, again. I want to say brand new. It's maybe a month or two old at this point. Not not this particular beer, but I mean, it's been out for a couple months now, I want to say. At least um, a couple weeks. We, were, <clears throat> we gave Ryan several uh, chances to bring it on the show, and he just didn't. So thanks, Chris. Hey, I got a keg of it. It's good. What? Oh, well, so spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Vienna Lager. Man, this is, this is delicious, and it drinks super smooth, super easy. I really like this beer. Um, I enjoy my copper, and I still have some left, and I would easily uh, hand that over for some of this Vienna Lager. In fact, it, I don't know; it may or may not be my next keg. We'll we'll see. But uh, if it's still around, wait, I think we're still in the debate: is this a year round? Is this a big seasonal? Is it a part time seasonal? Is this a one time event? We have no idea. I, I think they would do well with this all year long. I agree. I mean, you know, it, it's. I think it would also start to eat into copper and. It would definitely would. This is yeah, yeah. so. Uh, so if you guys aren't familiar, v- Vienna Lager. Do you know any other Vienna Lagers? Mass uh, Sam Adams. Sam Adams Vienna Lager. There you go. Boston Lager. Boston Lager. So Vienna, Vienna style Lager. Um, uh, any kind of like if you get a, a Mexican Lager, those are traditionally Vienna Lagers. Depending mm-hmm. on who brewed it. If they're brewing the Corona knockoff, no, I mean, not well, a not a Vienna Lager. Amber is yeah, a Vienna Lager. Vienna Lager exactly. And it's a good one too. Yep. Um, so yeah, so Vienna Lagers are out there. Uh, I was surprised that uh, this was not a staple. I mean, just good traditional. Well, and to Wells' point, maybe that's uh, he may have hit it on the head and I just connect a couple dots. Maybe we don't see this year round because of it eating into copper. Yeah. Did you get the story behind Munzler? Why is it called Munzler? I I read the press release like a month and a half, two months ago when it came out. I don't remember. He was like the first craft brewer or something like nah, that. No, there was like the first the Charlotte brewery. His, guy, his name was Munzler, and uh, he brewed a, a Vienna Lager because he was tr- he was from Germany. It's yeah, what eighteen sixty? Yeah, roundabout, yeah, so. way back when, long long time ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not like four friends a long time ago, like a yeah. serious long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, so back back to the beer at hand. Uh, I'm gonna buy this. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've had this now a couple times. I had it at the brewery. Uh, it's just a great beer. I really enjoy it. So I'm a buy. Chris? So uh, I'm a buy. I like it. Um, now, here's kind of the funny thing. You think I bought a keg because I like the beer. You're I right. actually, we, we always talk about trusting a brewery. Yes. Uh, I bought this keg, sight unseen, never tried the beer. I like Vienna Lagers. I trust Old Mecklenburg. I knew it was going to be good. I bought it. Am not disappointed. Not ashamed to admit it. Talk about trusting a brewer. Buy yes. a keg, sight unseen. Yes. Did it. Never having tried it before. Never having tried it. And would buy again? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's buy. Wells, what do you say? Um, I mean, look, it's Vienna Lager, but it's a damn solid one. I'll buy it because it's well made. I mean, 
<clears throat> I, I appreciate going to Old Mac, and as much as I love Copper and I love Captain Jack and I love Fat Boy, I mean, this is like some days like I don't want any of those. I've had them too many times, and I don't. Southside doesn't like do Copper them. Junior. It's like Copper's distant cousin. Okay, cousin Copper. It's a <laughs> it's a little it's it's a Copper's distant cousin that comes from a bigger city. It's a little smoother, a little more well rounded, a little more body to it. Probably works out, you know, whatever. T h i c c. Um, up next, uh, beer. Thanks to our buddy, the Clueless Brewer out of Florida. Uh, we had uh, Calusa's Footerhead last show, last show, two shows ago, two shows ago. We had Footerhead, and this is uh, Footerhead with Guava, which um, man, this delivered on all cylinders for me. Uh, absolutely love this. I am really starting to find my uh, my footing with guava, and I just absolutely adore this beer. Uh, big solid buy from me, Chris. Find your footing with guava. You're not a guava fan. I like guava is one of those. It's like lychee. Like I'm aware of it, and I'm sure I've had it, but I don't like seek it out. And it just like isn't. It's like one of those things that I'm always mad at myself when I have it with something because I enjoy it, but I, it's like never at the top of my mind. Yeah, um, makes sense. The that. Um, Oh, what was that triple C beer uh, with the guava uh, that they made with Common Market? Grab you by the guava. Grab you by the guava. I mean, like, that was one of the first, like, really, like, holy crap, I see what guava could be. I love it. Um, That was also just a really good beer. It was just a really damn good beer. Yay, triple C. So, anyway, Chris, you buying? Um, I love guava. Uh, I loved Fooderhead. Um, When they put guava in Fooderhead... I love Fooderhead Guava. I'm much, buying it. Much success. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's a uh, clues brewer. Thanks, dude. Thanks yeah. for sending us this Pleased one. Pleased to be sending more of this. Another treasure. Please send more. Yes, yes. All right. Well, what do you say? Would I'll you like to have more? Click. What Chris said. You know, yeah. I, I love Guava. I love Fooderhead. I'm all for it. Yeah, it's, it's just really good beer. Up next from our, uh, our new favorites here in town, Resident Culture, this is Splash Mouth, which is a sour. Well, do you got any uh, details on this one at all? Uh, it's a take like their base uh, kettle sour and add some sort of fruit to it. That yeah, that's well. That's what I was kind of hoping you'd be able to yeah, tell yeah, me. Yeah, it's like, what kind of fruit, yeah, what kind of fruit like, is this? Yeah, and, and I'll say that like after after doing uh, Footerhead with Guava, which was like I, I don't want to say abrasive, it but was I mean a it, punchy. Let's go with punchy. Yeah, it was very punchy. Like like in a really great way. Like I really 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 enjoyed it. Um, it was just Flash Moth. Yeah, that's gonna, they, they fought Godzilla in the last film. <laughs> Uh, there you go, passion fruit, right? Um, you know, like so, where Footerhead with guava was more on the like sharp acidic side, then going into this one, and I probably had them flip flop. We probably should have done this resident culture first, but this one was like like this smooth kind of like afterglow come down that I really enjoyed. Um, there's just uh, yeah, they're they're just uh, huh. No, no, that's fine. You know, that's what the dump buckets for. Um, man, it's just—I'm uh, not always a huge, huge, huge fan of passion fruit, but uh, man, this one really worked well. And, and once again, like I, I just—I love so much what Resident Culture is doing. Uh, they are definitely like like if memory serves, they have their—they're doing the same thing that Upland's doing, where they have their base sour, and you can just drink their base as it is, and then they play with it. And that becomes like special, not one-offs per se, but like specialty releases and what what have you. Um, which I think it's smart to have a base sour that you always have available, and then 
that becomes kind of your playground for everything else. While a lot of breweries will take their IPA and now we're dry hopping it. And now we're running it through uh, a Randall and now we're doing, you know, they're doing the same thing, but with a sour. Uh, this is really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm a buy on this. Chris? Just when I thought I was out. Of resident culture, they bring me back in. What are they? What are you out? Uh, just kinda, kinda, I kinda did they have bored. a crowd? I got bored with the with the New England IPAs oh, on top man. of New England IPAs on top of New England IPAs on top of New England IPAs. Excellent Yeah, dude, this this is fantastic. Like exactly what Jeff said. I'm always not the biggest passion fruit fan, but man, this beer is freaking delicious. I love this. It is present without being overbearing. I love this beer. This is this is great. I'm a solid buy on this. Wells. Yeah, I'm never like reaching for a passion fruit as a snack, but. You put it in the beer, you at least have my attention. This is this is really good. Uh, obviously, I'm a buy because <laughs> I bought this, and this is not the only crower. So. <laughs> all right, be honest. How many did you go through? Three. Three? Oh, all right. And look, if if you see me like, if you see me order the same beer, I mean, I, I just like to try whatever else is out. If you see me order the exact same beer back to back. That's a good sign. To back, to back. Same here. That's a good sign. Yeah. And then take a crowler home? <coughs> yeah. Mm. Same here. That's, that's like good a good sign. I, that's me and Zest Intentions. You know, we have a love-love relationship. See, I don't mind really enjoying one beer, then drinking a second one, and yep. then maybe going back to it. That's, that's like my MO. But if I go first and <coughs> second, yeah, it's good shit. This is good shit. All right. So buy from Wells. All right. Uh, up next, um, another... Crowler that I brought back from the Bearded Iris. This is their Double Dry Hop Tunnel Vision with Citra. Uh, it's a 6.8% IPA. Um, you know, it is a New England IPA. Uh, mosaic and Citra and then some Eldorado oil. Um, mm, I'm, I'm really on the fence with this one, uh, which is funny because I'm the one that bought it and was like excited about it when I brought it back. And I don't know if like, Sometimes we have that thing, it's kind of like beer goggles, where you're at the brewery and you have the beer, it's like, oh, that's really good, I want to bring that back. It's part of the experience, right? So the, the, the whole experience thing we talk about, sometimes it's who you're with, what you're doing, was it your first beer of the day, were you on the road for 10 hours and needed a beer and you grabbed one, place yeah. was cool, I mean, it's experience, right? I, I do like the, the, you know, like it mentions the lemon starburst zing with the Eldorado oil. I, I like that. It has that weird kind of like armpittiness to it. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I don't know what's, what, what throws that. It's not mosaic. It's not citrus. I don't, I don't know where it's coming from. But um, I like it, but I don't know that I'm buying this one again. So it's a no-buy for me. Chris? No. You know me. New England, this is just like, I mean, as far as New England IPAs go, this is just another New England IPA to me. Just a, another one on the shelf. So rant, mini rant, mini rant. When the hell did double dry hop become synonymous with New England IPA. I don't know. About 10 shows ago when you Double here. dry hop has nothing to do with whether it's a New England IPA or not. You can double dry hop anything. But Why the hell is any time well, a New England IPA, they were, oh, I double dry hop this. So clearly you don't listen to our old shows because we have this conversation. Okay. And it has definitely become somewhat synonymous. Yeah, and there are two ways of looking at this. Either it's two dry hop, two individual dry hoppings, which, I mean, I know... A lot of beers get more than that. Yeah. At least. Yeah, exactly. That that's for. my thing. Is it's so that's not a special thing. Or it's looking at, hey, we're already going to dry hop it once. We're just going to like double the dry. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I just I hate the syn syn synonymous relation. Yeah. 
It's just it's just like it bullshit is. marketing. Yeah. It, well, in, in in a way, it kind of is. It's like the triple IPA. It's a term. It's a term that shouldn't be a style, uh, but it's being thrown around as if it is a style. Yeah. And double dry hopping isn't a style. Get over yourselves. Yeah. New no England buy. IPA, yeah. like okay, no I, I, I finally like I'll admit that that has now become a style. I'm fine with that. I don't believe there will ever become a day where double dry hopping becomes a style because it isn't a style. It's like two scoops of raisins. Nobody gives a shit. How big are the scoops? How big are the scoops? How many did you drop one hot pellet in and then another one? Oh, I double dropped it! Oh my god, it's, it's got fantastic. two scoops of raisins. Are both scoops full? Yeah. Do we know for sure? Are, are both scoops the same size? I'm just yeah. saying. It's well, raisins. You Do you even well. want two scoops? You know, this beer's okay. And if I came to my friend's house and he had it in the fridge and said, hey, we're drinking this, I wouldn't be mad at it. But am I going out and tracking it down with my money? No. Nah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I I thought for sure you were going. I thought for sure you like it. Oh, it's double dry hop. Doing that big. Well, it's going to buy that one. I can't can't believe you purposed me. It was the worst. (laughs) I didn't purpose you at all. He reverse purposed you. (laughs) (laughs) The reverse purpose. Well, now we have the show to (laughs) go. Yeah. This is a bad deal all around. Nobody nobody wins with a reverse purpose. Never if been asked you, for uh, a refund. It's if your right. reverse purpose lasts more than four hours, see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of the final beer of the show, uh, let's talk about that beer we talked about a little bit ago called Appalachian Walker. Yeah. Holy smokes. Ooh, yeah. Um, Look, you guys don't have to hype it up on my behalf. I'm not going to hype it up on your behalf. Uh, <coughs> the So, so as, as somebody who is not... Super experienced in barley wines. I don't always know what I like or why I like it, but I know that that kind of caramel flavor profile is what resonates for me. It's why I like Irish Walker. Mm-hmm. It's why I love Omega Point. Mm-hmm. And then this comes out, and it's just like it is so there. Like even it, like I get that it's brandy barrels, and I don't know what brandy's doing to it as opposed to something else. But it just it just works. It's such a beautiful beer. I absolutely love this. Um, a no buy. No, I totally buy. <laughs> reverse purpose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I reverse purpose to you. Woohoo! No. Uh, yeah, big solid buy for me. You need to wash your hands after. Yeah, that's right. I feel kind of dirty right now. Uh, big <laughs> solid buy for me. Love this beer. Chris? I like brandy, uh, and I like uh, Old Hickory barley wines. So this is just another treatment uh, that I really like. I really enjoy this beer. Um, this is one that I do Pick up off the shelf. I don't buy a lot of barley ones. I'm kind of like you. I'm, not, I'm kind of a novice. I like them when I like them. Yeah. The majority I don't, but uh, but these the ones I, I like, I remember. Like, yeah. You know, if yeah. I ever happen to see that green bench, the obscure, like I am picking that damn thing up if I ever see it anywhere. I, I know. If you ever see it again? I, I know. <laughs> I know. That's like I get it. Like that's kind of the point. Like I know I'm not going to run into it, but if I did, like I know that's one I like. I know that I like Omega Point. Um, Bigfoot doesn't really do it for me, but that's an American barley wine. Right, and then uh, what's yeah, Bigfoot's American? What's yep. the one that Stone makes? The uh, Old Guardian is that American team? Old okay, Guardian, that explains yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I just I like American my American style barley wine. This would be what I would consider the original OG triple IPA. Yeah, pretty much. So you're having that West Coast top profile to hell, bittery hops and piney notes. And- but I don't. But it's like when I drink a barley wine, I don't get the hops out of it. I get, all I get out of this is like just smooth, rich caramel notes, and I that, love it. That you would get from a hell of a long boil. I mean, I think Irish Walker is like a two-hour boil, maybe. Got to be. So. What do you say, Wells? You uh, buying? Okay. 
So I'm wearing the old hickory shirt. <laughs> I came from old hickory, bringing this beer from the brewery at the release. Nerd alert! I, you know, work, can you wear can you wear can you wear a brewery shirt to the brewery release? Is that no, like yeah, the concert? What is wrong with you? You don't wear that shirt. Can't wear it. I can't. They're gonna like ask you to like clean the table and stuff. Okay, <laughs> hey man, could you get my glasses, dude? Take hey, hey, can I get another beer? I mean, ob- objectively, this is the uh, the third batch of Apple Walker that they've done, and I've only worked for them for I mean, off and on. Batch two and batch three, but batch one blew me away. Yeah, because I had that one on the heels of. A and that's why he started working there. <laughs> Honestly, so you're doing this. Oh, yeah. I can come back on a limited basis. Heck Absolutely. yeah. So this is great. <coughs> this is just yeah. This is a great beer. Anymore, I, when I look at Old Hickory, if they put out a barrel aged beer, it has not just my interest but my attention, and typically it has my money. Um, <laughs> it I, I, yeah, I, I mean, there's there's very little that they're doing that's that's wrong. I, I my only regret is that I don't have millions and millions of dollars to buy all of the beers. But then I don't really drink the ones. I, I've, I'm still trying to work through some of the ones that I've been buying over the last couple of years. So. Wells still looks at me crooked every time I tell him I still have an Omega Point sitting in my fridge. I don't? Okay. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. We happen to be okay. at your house. It hold might on, not be on, there when we leave. Oh, okay. Hold All right. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so, at any rate, so, uh, we're at the point where we yeah. talk about uh, I tap that, Wells. How does that work, Wells? Explain that to How me. How do we tap something, Wells? Well, for starters, we play the right song. Hey. No. Or not. <laughs> for starters, I tap that. Well, for seconds, we definitely start playing the song. Don't don't start playing the song already. I, I could already hear Josh yelling at his. Uh, oh, what are you doing, you idiot? You had one job, Wells. I know, and that's the hit the unmute button. Well, hey, at least they didn't hear me start playing the wrong song. Shh, didn't happen. Fake news. So uh, I tapped that. We've been drinking beer throughout the show, as mm. if you couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one beer that we're putting on tap on our home curator? Yeah. Um, so for me, it is Appalachian Walker. Uh, I am scared to death of having a keg of this thing. My God, seriously. But like as as at some point I get to the end of my Big Bad Baptist, I would absolutely adore a keg of this. You're still nursing that Baptist? You know I do. I take a full year with it. There's no hurry. It's in the fridge. It stays cold. If you want it gone, I know a person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but that's that's the one I tap. That's my favorite from the show. Chris, what are you what are you tapping? Uh, somebody once told me oh. uh, I should be tapping the Splash Mouth. That was fantastic. I love that man. I, I would roll a keg of Splash Mouth any day. That was fantastic. I'm tapping that. Wells, Wells. man, this is fucking tough. Mm. Um, I haven't stopped sweating all day since being at the brewery. So the thought of tapping the Appalachian Walker <laughs> just does, does not appeal to me. A little, little high, a little high. Look, I think it's the best beer, but am I tapping this today? No, I'm going with that Splash Mountain. All right. I cannot believe I'm saying that. No, I can't. I mean, it is... Boots change and this, that, and the other. It, it is also that time of year. Yep. Here here in the Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte-Mecklenburg area, it is... Uh, like 96. 90, 96 degrees with a hundreds throughout rest of the week, I think. So, uh, you know, it, it is definitely that time where, yeah, it's 92 degrees outside right now. It's 7 o'clock. Feels so, like 97. Yeah. Uh, looking at the 10-day forecast. 98 tomorrow, 97, 96. And then it rains, 90, 92. Then 99 on Sunday. Woo! Yeah, I mean, 
I'll be drinking this and sweating it out as soon as it gets into my system. But I mean, hey, whatever, right? But uh, at any rate, that's uh, that's I tap that. Um, we're at the end of the show. Check us out. Uh, craftbeercast.com is where you can find our old episodes. And um, you might see a link to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash craftbeercast. Uh, maybe you listen to us and you like us. And uh, maybe you're afraid you don't have good beer to send us. And so, uh, you know, if you don't have a footer head with guava, like the Clueless Brewer head, which, I mean, honestly, I, I hate the fact that we got through I tapped that and didn't even really mention that because that would have been my second choice. Probably for most of you guys, too. <clears throat> but, um, you know, maybe you want to send us beer. That's how you want to support us. We appreciate that because all the beer that we have on the show, if it's not listener uh, provided, which we will always name drop, uh, if it's not listener provided, we purchase it on our own. So uh, it's kind of a big deal. But uh, go to patreon.com slash crapbearcast and uh, support us. Throw us a couple bucks and uh, it goes to upgrade equipment. Uh, we're working on, you know, equipment that's a couple years old. We're not here to beg and plead and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, send us money if you want to. If you don't want to, you want to send us beer, that's great. If you don't want to do either of that, tell somebody. Just tell somebody you listen to the show and you like it. You know, that, that's, that's enough sometimes. But uh, at any rate, uh, you know, have fun, joke around. Uh, we've got a pretty good sense of humor. Hit us up on the Twitters at CBCast or I'm at Jeff Kissel. How about you, Chris? Uh, you can find me on the interwebs at NCChrisP. Find me there. Wells, where are you? You can find me on the interwebs at all the Wells at Instagram, Twitter, or at Old Hickory, Old Hickory Brewery. So that's that's it. Yeah, that's it. Outro music close. Bam. <laughs> See you next See you time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs>